Hash House and Circle Up. Welcome to On On, the Hash House Harrier podcast for interviews, history, and stories. I'm your host, Ra. Today on the podcast, we are back in Bangladesh, in Dhaka. We're with a hasher who actually has hash events named after him. So he got a hash name, and then we named hash events after him. Today on the podcast from Dhaka, it's Rail Jerker. Welcome. Uh, Welcome. Hello, uh, Ra. Yeah. Okay. Well, they, they have changed my name, by the way. Oh, they really? They call me Sir Ray Jerker. Oh, okay, we'll get to that. Let's go way back to the beginning. When and where and how was your very first hash? Well, I joined, uh, uh, I was living in Chittagong, where, uh, and I was working with the Shell Oil Company. I spent my whole career with that company. The name changed, ownership changed, but I still uh, remain there. There are a few colleagues of mine in Shell, expatriate, who are talking about uh, some hash or something. They, they formed a hash club. I joined on the 40th run in 1985. Uh, what was it like? What, what was that first run like? How many people? Well, I don't remember the first uh, run, but all our runs, I'm, I'm going to speak at, at some length about my Chittagong uh, hash, because yeah. it was the ideal hash, I tell you. It was very well run. You can say all expatriates, because locals didn't join, I don't know why. It used to be about 30, 40 people. It was a family family hash. Mm. Expatriates, their wives, and, and us, I mean, locals, a few, maybe five or six, ten maybe maximum, uh, with our wives and children. So it was a great hash. You see, in Chittagong, the terrain is such that we have, we just go out four or five kilometers, and there are hills, there are villages. So we had a rule that not, not more than 50 meters on a metal road. So it was always uh, walking paths in the village or in the hills or in the sea beach. We had the sea also nearby. So that way it was uh, uh, very nice. We didn't have to run on the city street at all. Nice. It, the, it constituted mainly of the expatriates who were at that time working in Chittagong in many uh, several development projects. After the liberation, we see many things had to be redone, like the railways, the port, the bridges. And so we had these expatriate consultants and technicians. They used to work there and they were they had their bungalows and the, the, the families and good living all that. What was the range of expats? Where were they from? Yeah, I'm coming to that. Okay. We had... <laughs> We, we had a, in Holland, they had an old bridge, steel bridge, steel structure, and they donated it to Bangladesh. So they took it up, I mean, like Lego work, you know, they uh, dismantled it and brought it to Chittagong and set it, set it up here. So wow. we have some Dutch technicians, engineers, and their families, not many families in that group, okay. But they were very, they were very keen. They, they, they probably never had before, you see. They, when they found the Chittagong, they became very keen on it, you see. So we had this group. Then we had the Canadian on the railways. They were repairing the uh, railway engines and coaches, and they stayed for quite a long time, and they were very active. These expatriates who were uh, not diplomats, but they were given the same facility, so far as drinks is concerned, as duty-free drinks, as expatriates. So they had a passbook, passbook. They could get uh, almost unlimited uh, amount of this thing. So we had no problem with beer in Chittagong Hesh and very cheap because it was all duty-free. And then they used to have parties in their houses, so we had enjoyed. And uh, I was the onset, and I tell you, everything worked like clockwork. Our runs used to be on Friday, 
and it was the weekly holiday. We had no shortage of hairs, everybody was keen. And we had another group. These were the uh, foreign medical students, young boys and girls, well, uh, medical students, university students. And they were from Malaysia, from Bhutan, from India, from Sri Lanka, from Nepal, all these places. And they found this hash to be a very attractive thing, you see. A beer was one thing, and the parties <laughs> were there. And they right. liked the running, and they liked the running, and they contributed in many ways, you see. So they were available for hiring. So we had no depth of hash. We had the hash sheet, the hash trash, what we call it. We never missed a hash uh, without a hash, hash sheet, you see. Every week, a different person would write the hash sheet. Either you'd volunteer or the GM will nominate somebody. Even we had children writing hash sheets, you see. <laughs> so, yeah. So they would send it to me. I'm the one sack. I'd have it printed and copied. And then these, by Wednesday, these will be delivered to every individual house and office by hand. Oh. Yeah. Who did the delivery? Well, the delivery, these expatriates had uh, drivers and cars. <laughs> so they had all the facilities. And they were mostly living in one area, I guess, yeah. in the posh area. And also, some, sometimes the wives would go around uh, the hash areas and they would distribute it. So by Wednesday, you, you got the thing. And you know the next coming coming weeks, directions are given because it is always outside the city. So you needed some direction. The directions are given. Then whatever happened in the last uh, hash. And even the down downs, all the down downs that took place, they are also listed. You see. Have you collected? How far back do you have any copies of this? Well, this is an unfortunate incident, you see. Uh, from 85, well, in 85, I was not the onsec, but still they had kept this. And when I became the onsec, I kept each and every one, you see, in a fight. But then at some stage, you have to give up the position, you see. So somebody else became the uh, onsec. He was a Sri Lankan. He was in the garments business, young man active. So he took, I handed it over to him. You see. And at one stage, he, he, he had a sort of spring cleaning in his office and it stopped through the whole thing out. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. This has been one of my activities in hash, writing hash sheet or hash trash. So I did a few in my own hash, when my turn came, sort of, or when I paid and like. And uh, I used to travel. You know, I joined in 85. 88, I went to the Golden Jubilee of Mother Hash. Right. In KL. My wife also went with me. She used to hash. She used to, she was also regular. And she, and there uh, we met Horst Thompson. Right. He had come over from Philippines. He was 80 at that time. But he did a bit of trot, you know, walking. But uh, I had a picture with him, which I brought again. Nice. So, and then I enjoyed that very much because this was the first time I had abroad. And also hashing there was so nice and the terrain was good. And what I enjoyed most was the food after the hash in a restaurant outside the city. Usually it is outside the city. So it's a very nice atmosphere. So I enjoyed all that. And some of the friends, I met some people, particularly one whom I met at that time, I still have contact with him. He's Darshan Singh. Of, his hash name is Bhai on the Loops. So he lives in Sungai Patani. I still have contact with him. He's a great hasher. He was the last chairman of the Malaysian Hash Council. Ah. And very very good organizer. He had hazards there, Singapore and also Full Moon. When you made that trip, did you and you traveled with your wife? Were there other hashers from your hash that went, or was it just you? No, never. They never went. It I was just them. you. Ah. Every time I went alone, they they did. 
uh, one thing peculiar about our, uh, well, they did, uh, mistaken on that, uh, they did go to international uh, from Bangladesh, particularly Dhaka people, and they would take each other. The Dhakas were very good, and the, always there was a big bunch going to international. But these trips I used to make on my own, just mm-hmm. traveling all alone. How long did it take you from when you first joined in 85 to get on to mismanagement, start leading the hash and organize? To be well, on SAC. When, when I became on SAC, that was uh, very soon after, you see, it didn't take me long. They took me again. Somebody asked me one time, how is it that a decent guy like you got into Hatch? Or how do you fit into Hatch? You don't drink too much beer. You are not an athlete. You don't have that image, a rough and tough image, which they attribute to Hatch. How come? I said, in Hatch, Everybody has got a place, and if you want, everybody can contribute. So in my am contributing, I'm writing these hash sheets, sometimes serving in the committee. So, and herring, I did a lot of herring. All these uh, you can help uh, contribute. So when I used to go abroad, my, my experience is limited to Asia. I mean, let's say from uh, Islamabad in Pakistan up to Surabaya in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. In China also I did Hainan. So whenever I go there, I do a run. I write a hash sheet, you see, even whether they have the system or not. I write a hash sheet and hand it, and, and hand it over next day to the secretary or whoever it is. And, ah. they, and they distribute it in the uh, next week. So I have a collection of them. I think about 81 of them are preserved in the uh, hash heritage uh, archives, digital archives in Kuala Lumpur. And these are from hashes you ran on all over Asia? All over Asia. Nice. Well, I, I did run in the States. I did a couple of runs in San Diego, which was very nice. I don't remember whether I wrote at that time or not. And then I did one in New York, from subway, sub, subway station to subway station, sort of. Right. <laughs> yeah. About when were you in the San Diego and New York caches? What years were those? San Diego, I did in 2004. Uh, what was it like hairing in Chittagong at the beginning? Did you hair by yourself? Did, was there more than one hair? Was it live or dead? What was the trail laid in? Tell us, what was it like hashing them and hairing them in the early days of Chittagong? No, as I said, which was a very disciplined uh, hash in that sense. We followed everything, except we didn't have names. Uh, but we had the Hashi Award which was a toilet seat, which you had to hang down your neck. And once a Bulgarian or Romanian or someplace, one expert had yet come, and he was a Muslim, and his name was Kaaba, like the Kaaba in uh, Mecca. Mecca, yeah. Mecca, Kaaba, yeah. But it's not because of his religious uh, thing. He and I laid a trail in the hills. At some stage, we came to a gorge. Now, there was no way of finding out how to go, and the time was short. Paper was also finished or something like that. We just left it at that. So naturally, it was a a very bad trail. Uh, We got the hash sheet, but they didn't give it to me for some reason. They gave it to him, the newcomer. And he he was so upset, he never came back to the hash sheet. Oh, no. Let me just get a picture of what it was. So you would lay the trail the same day, a day before. What Did you mark it in paper? What what did the trail look like? And how much work did it take to be a hare? I never laid a trail without doing the recce first. Once or twice even. We had shredded paper, I think. Or shredded paper we had in Dhaka. Or flour. Mm. Two pages of flour would buy in. And you would lay the actual trail on the same day or, or before? Oh, no, no. The same day because then in the afternoon. So we'd go do it in the morning. Because otherwise it rains there a lot. It may be washed a little Right. Now let me talk about some hash t-shirts. We had hash t-shirts in Chittagong also. Oh, well, there were no printing. 
So we had an artist, uh, one of the Hesha's wives. She was an art teacher in the university. Or she was a student, I'm sorry. She, at that time, she was an art student in the university. And she was from the Chakma tribe of the hill tracks. She was not a normal Bengali like me. She was a bit now, one of our guys, his name was Halim. Later on, he got the hash name as Motormouth. He was a great chap. I have to speak about him. Now, he fell in love with this. He brought this girl to the hash. And then somehow it developed. And uh, he married her. He got married. And she would do the T-shirts. Now, we had T-shirts for every 25 runs. You'd get a T-shirt mm-hmm. with your picture or something about you. She would draw it herself, you see. So these are the T-shirts we had in the beginning. Later on, we had printed T-shirts. She did them by hand. She did them by hand. And they were custom made each time. Custom made for each each person. So I told you, this was the Chittagong Hatch. You had so much devotion. Now, talking about devotion, I was regular, very regular, you see. My father died when I was very young. And my mother was living with me all along. Now, she would tell her friends or relatives that I pray to God that I don't die on a Friday because my son (laughs) will not wait for me. (laughs) 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 she outlived my active hashing career and she died a few years back at the age of 96 oh nice hashing did not disturb her (laughs) (laughs) that's great now we had so much devotion you see we had in fact one of our guys local his name was also Chaudhary I wouldn't give you the first name anyway so Chaudhary his mother died on a Thursday night and Friday morning he had to lay the train and he had a cohere now, he could not contact the courier because we didn't have mobile phones at that time. Right. What he did, early morning he got up and he went and laid the trade and came back and then attended the funeral of his mother. Wow. Because the devotion. You see. That is devotion. My gosh. Because he didn't attend the run in the afternoon. He didn't yeah. yeah. So you didn't have hash names. Did hash names eventually start being used? No, people got it other places, you see. Mm. Like Let's I talk got, about your hash name. Yeah, that's interesting, you see. As I said, I used to travel for hash. I used to travel to India also. In India also, they are quite good. Most of the hashes, you see, they are quite well organized. And every year they have a Nash hash. So I used to attend the Nash hashes from Dhaka. Now, those days, these low-cost airlines were not there. And my finance was limited, so I used to travel by train. 24 hours, 36 hours, 40 hours. Wow. My wife also went with me. She did a lot of hashing. But uh, when she came to Dhaka, she discontinued because she said, I don't want to run on streets. She was in the Goa interhash where I was in the committee. She handled the uh, bags. Ah. They they named her Goody Bag. So how I got my name, I used to travel by train all these places. You know, Digit, who is very well known. Digit got his name because you may be knowing he was traveling by train and he fell off the train and he lost one of his part of his finger. You see. Right. And that, that that was a train in India. In India, yes. Right. India. I used to travel to Mumbai, to Hyderabad, to Chennai, and all these places. And were these sleeper trains or sitting trains when you traveled these long hours? Yeah, was these there... are sleeping. Second, I, I used to travel seventh class AC, second class AC. First class was more Second class AC, you had a berth, you had a uh, pillow and sheets and air condition, and you had the berth to yourself, whether you sleep during the day or night, it's all yours. Mm-hmm. And toilet also nearby. So it was quite comfortable. They're good trains. Madras hash. You know, Chennai, they call it Chennai now, but they, they, they didn't change the name of the hash. It's still called Madras hash. Madras hash is a very good hash. You see. They do a lot of events, good events. Now, they did a 
relay run from Madras or Chennai to Pondicherry, which is about 170 kilometers yes. in 1995. So I joined that run. We lived in various hotels, but the circle was in the government resort by the sea, Pondicherry is on the sea. There I got my name from a digit named me. Ah. Because of my traveling by rail. Right. Now, initially, I tried to change it, you see, and to make it rail trekker. But when Digit came to know, he was in Manila, he shot an email to me. He said, I have named you Rail Jerker, and Rail Jerker, it shall be. <laughs> so it doesn't mean Let's just divert a little bit off. How well did you know Digit? What do you remember about Digit? Oh, Digit. Uh, let me uh, say about the t shirts a little bit, because that's also my favorite subject. Even when we were in Chittagong, we had the t-shirts made in Dhaka. So I have had, for my own runs, a few unique t-shirts. Unique in the sense, when I did my 100th run, I printed the names of all the 134 co-heads on the shirt, back and front and sides and everywhere. So that was an unusual thing. I organized one run, which was Indo-Bangla run. That means India and Bangladesh combined. One run in Bangladesh, one run in, one or two runs in India. That was in the border area from uh, Dhaka. We went back in. When was that? That was in 1996. That was the only time we have had a, that's the only time we have had a Indo-Bangla hash. As I said, uh, Bangladesh hashes, only they go to inter-hash, but otherwise they are not travelers, except the expatriates of Kodiko. But and another reason is that these expatriates don't stay long, long, you see, one year, two years, three years. Old. So if anything, if you want to organize, locals can do it better, you see, because you know the logistics. That was my 60th birthday. So in the t-shirt I wrote, Junaid's 60 years of hashing. <laughs> That's it. Tongue-in-cheek statement. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah. On my 25th year, I also made a t-shirt. And the logo on the front was Magic's logo. He had made Magic had a logo, Team Magic. Uh, with the mug and shoes and horn. Right. That one, you see. That went one. And I had the, the names of all the chapters I had attended and the events I had attended printed on the T-shirt. Wow. That was about 100 of them, I think. Yeah. So when I did my 1,000 turn, I did it jointly with Spider-Man of Colombo Hash. He also right. had his 1,000 at that time. It was just after the Chiang Mai Interhash in 2006. Right. So I arranged in such a way that Bangladesh, you can get t-shirts, it's easier to get the printed cheaper also. So I, I provide the t-shirts and he would provide the drinks. Uh, yeah. Now in the front of that t-shirt, I had a design, a cartoon, which was drawn by the uh, most famous cartoonist of Bangladesh. His name is, his name is, his name is Ronobi. He had drawn that t-shirt. How do you know him? Well, I know him too. And another Hesher uh, in Dhaka, he was with relationship somehow. What was the picture of? It was a picture of some climbers going up a hill, you see. Climbers, sort of. Uh, one holding on to others, you know, climbing in front of the, going up the hill. And when they reached the top, that said on on. Here it said on on. So when you're going on on. And when he reached the top, it was a steep thing. There was no, no, no further steep sort of drop. And uh, it said down, down. And below <laughs> the and below there was a crocodile with his mouth open. <laughs> as nice. soon as you fall, it's going to so that was the down down, yeah. And so did that trail happen in Thailand? No, this was the north. It was just after should... Thailand. After no, it happened in Colombo. Oh, okay. He after went to the, after, I said after the after the thing. Right. Because from Thailand yep. from Thailand I went to Colombo, you see. Uh-huh. 
I carried the T-shirt and from there then I went to Colombo. And there we had a weekend outside uh, Colombo, you see. Weekend run, Spider-Man had arranged it. Yes. And then when I came back, we had a run in Dhaka, also my 100 runs. He didn't come, but uh, I was there. So I have collected T-shirts and I have contributed to the digital T-shirt museum, Go to the Hash. Right. Over 100 T-shirts I have contributed. I think I'm the third highest contributor. Yes. Nice. Let's get to the train events, the actual hash events that involve the train ride, the rail jerk. Now, as I said, my uh, experience is limited to Asia and few, only few outside. So I attend all the Nash hash in India. I attend the Nash hash in Malaysia, the Pan-Asia hashes. So in 1999, or the, or the previous two years, that 1997, they decided that the Pan- 1999 Pan-Asia will be in Perth. Of all places. Pan Asia in Perth. Right. Okay. Because I don't know why. Probably there were no candidates uh, here. Uh, Asia. Now, Digit, in his typical way, he said that Perth is not in Asia. So I'll have, I'll, I'll have an alternate ha- hash. He called it the Pan Asia hash, the dark side. And he had it in Hyderabad. So this was in January or so. And the first one was in October, I think, later on in the year. We had uh, attendees from all over with this one. This was quite a successful event. So after the event, he arranged a hash train journey for one week for those who wanted to participate. So we had about 20 of us. It was a one-week journey. We went from Hyderabad to Aurangabad, then to uh, what do you call Goa, Mumbai, and then Trampi. Now we had white trash there. We had the drain oil. We had uh, quite a few people, you see. He named it the Great Dravidian Rail Jerk. <laughs> that was sort of after me, you can say. Uh, also, uh, when Dulf, uh, he arranged two Trans-Siberian ha- hashes. So I could not join. It's a bit expensive and also far in. But he accepted my uh, proposal and he named it the Trans-Siberian Rail Jerk. <laughs> well, that's kind of cool. You, you had to have uh, events named after your hash name. It's kind of interesting. So you've been traveling by train the whole time that you're living in Chittagong for hashing. Or Dhaka, Chittagong and Dhaka. No, yeah. yeah, Chittagong and Dhaka. I used to, yes, I did a lot of traveling by train. But of course, in Malaysia and Singapore, I'd go by. Yeah. Yeah. Now, my experience in Malaysia has been very good. As I said, I used to attend many hashes, and not only the weekly dance, but also the uh, various events. And I'd write the hash sheet, and they would circulate it or print it. Uh, I have to name a few people there, you see, who would be great hashes. Yeah. Yeah, a few of them are no more. Uncle Louis was the chairman of the Malaysian Hash Council at that time. Ah. And he organized our trip to China, Tanisha uh, in Hainan. Hainan is a beautiful place. They call it the Hawaii of the East. Right. Since I'm the only one going from Bangladesh, you see. So I joined the Chinese, uh, the Malaysian group, you see. Ah, right. Uncle Louis is no more. Then Murugan became a chairman of the Hash Council. Now, the Hash Council is a very uh, unique thing also. They, I don't think in any other country you have such an organization. They don't control, but they coordinate and they help and they keep records and they uh, they have a council with representatives from every state. They assist people, chapters, when they want to hold something. You see. Yeah, it's so, fully Malaysian, right? The Hash Council is a Malaysian national council. Yeah, yeah. So Murugan was another one. He was the chairman and he was a great friend of mine. He was a great hasher. He introduced the Malaysian hashers to outside events in the neighborhood. What you do, many of the hashers, they don't have 
connections that they were not there at the time. So he would do the registration for them. He would uh, arrange their hotels and everything and uh-huh. encourage them to join. So he took the Malaysians out of Malaysia. He uh-huh. had a great uh, contribution in that. Neat, he yeah. Also, he also passed away. You see. Were there any memorable hashers from Dhaka from those early days that you know? Well, Dhaka, as I said, we had, we have, in Dhaka also, we are mostly expatriates, you see, and they don't stay long. Many of them are school teachers. We have the international school and other school teachers. We have the Nash hash, that's the only thing they organize, and some events for the chapter, you see, you see. Right. Two good friends of mine were there for a few years in the 90s, uh, Phantom and Shadow. Oh, yeah. They are great people, you see, Phantom and Shadow. He started the, uh, I was in his committee. Okay. He was there, yeah. He started the Full Moon Hash in Dhaka. Right. Hash in Dhaka. And they were great people. They were teachers. Yep. They were teachers. They're retired in Florida now. Yeah, they're, they're in... Uh, the villages, have, yeah. Where they have the... Uh, Disneyland, Orlando, Orlando. Close by, they're in a place called the the Villages, which is everyone who lives there is at least 55 years old. It's a minimum age for like 200,000 people. uh, Now, uh, Phantom was in Cairo before that. Yes, he was with me in Cairo in the early 90s. So one, one event we had, and he made a hash bag for everybody. And he had it made in Cairo. Ah. A hash bag. Yeah, nice. And he had it flown into Dhaka by the diplomatic bank. <laughs> wow, nice. Yeah. So they were good touches. Bob also spent some time with uh, Shakespeare. Right. Shakespeare right. was there for sure with the men's hash in Dhaka too. Well, the men's and the, we have two hashes in Dhaka, the men's and the mixed hash. Mm-hmm. So uh, both are great. Good hashes. Well, that's part one from our discussion from Dhaka with Rail Jerker. We'll be back with more Rail Jerker in part two of his podcast. This is the On On Podcast. Hasher stories, hasher voices, hasher history. New episodes every week. Till next time, On On, this is Ra. To close the circle, here's the hash anthem sung by Mother Hash. Swing low, sweet child, coming forth to carry me home. Swing low, sweet child, coming forth to carry me